0: Tonight, on what's the best that could happen from believing in myself, I am going to talk about the beginning, middle-ish of my spiritual awakening. I... uh, Okay, so I grew up pretty much... Without a religion, I was baptized, but, like, after, like, we we didn't really go to church a whole lot, so I was baptized, but, like, we weren't, <laughs> we weren't religiously religious, and as I, like, grew older, I basically just, I was basically raised atheist, like, I, me personally believed that, like, we're all connected and that like something bigger than me existed and that was pretty much as far as it went for a while until sometime last year, I want to say it was May or June or July maybe. I think it was June or July, so in the middle of last summer, the summer of 2020, I was in a challenge, and one of the coaches in that challenge uh, was leading us through a, this light is really bright, I'm going to turn that off. Okay, so in the middle of the summer of twenty twenty, I was in a challenge, and one of the lead coaches in that challenge was doing a session leading us through basically like a breath work meditation session, and you know so I said I did the meditation or whatever, um, and I had. I had done breathwork a couple of times at this point, and so I—I I at least knew what breathwork was, but I still wasn't super spiritual. And I mean, like I—I I wasn't diving into it like I am now. <laughs> and so, doing this breathwork meditation wasn't like any of the other meditations or like any of the other breath work sessions that I had done before. I was vaguely aware of beginning it. And then I didn't remember a single thing until like the end of it, when she was gently calling us all back into like our bodies and into the moment. Um, you know, so she had a Q and A session and was like, I don't really remember what happened in that meditation. Is that okay? And she's like, oh yeah, you just you just went somewhere else to heal. And it's like, okay. And then like a little bit later in the conversation, she basically, um, she admitted that she was psychic. And Jess, if you ever hear this, I love you. <laughs> she admitted that she was psychic and that, Uh, It was really interesting that I had had my he-they next to my Oliver Marie, and that it was masculine and feminine right next to each other because I had an an, androgynous, or I forget what she said, but, like, I didn't really have a gendered soul. Um, And that I, (laughs) like, had come had basically come back to humanity to like help heal. And since then my entire life has changed. But um so like there's been a lot of progress and whatever. Um and since that point I'd started noticing repeating numbers more and um I had started communicating with my grandmother who died in 2015, so six years ago. um, Started communicating with her here and there. And, like, she visited me in dreams and whatnot. And um, so, like, I've had some experiences here and there. And really just in this last month or so, I've started diving into it more. And one of the reasons that I've started really diving into my spirituality more is because my best friend, their their spiritual journey has also really taken off. And so we've been sharing stories and experiences and whatnot and encouraging and, you know, sharing conspiracy theories and all of, the, all of the everything. Like, we've just been diving into it and bouncing off of each other and whatnot. And so, like, her spiritual journey journey has been taking off and my spiritual journey has been taking off. And her brother was had contact with an aztec god and like he could understand the the aztec go- like lots of spiritual shit going on lately and i <laughs> uh for the last couple of weeks like i'd had inklings that archangel michael had been wanting to contact me, like, I'd been getting curious about it, and, you know, I'm still in the process of coming to fully believe that there are no coincidences, and so I was like, oh, I'm having this impulse to look up Archangel Michael stuff a lot, like, this is probably, he's probably trying to contact me, or, like, wants to work with me, or whatnot, and... So a few nights ago when I was on video chat with my best friend, like I was drawn to one of my decks. It's the TheraPets deck. It's by Kate Allen and it's super cute. It's got little loving words with like adorable drawings. 10 out of 10 would recommend this deck. It's so loving. But so I was just idly shuffling that and... While we were talking, uh, four different cards came out. And what the cards said were too close to, they were so close to what I had just been thinking about or what we had just been talking about that my brain couldn't dismiss it as a coincidence. And one of the cards was a card with a little red panda. Excuse me. A white card with a little red panda that says you are worth taking care of. And instantly, as soon as I took this card out, I knew that I was not going to be putting this card back in the deck for the time being because I needed to see it more often. And... I had the thought of like, I wonder where I'm going to put this so that I can still get benefit from it after my brain gets used to seeing it and doesn't look at it anymore. And then I heard a voice very clearly, very distinctly in authority. Like it was a very stern voice um, that was like, no, you're going to carry this card with you until you've learned the lesson. <laughs> I was like, okay. right, And, like, at this point, my best, like, I told my best friend, and at this point my best friend is basically just convinced that I'm working with Archangel Michael because of, like, they've been watching all these coincidences and synchronicities, and, like, they don't have my fear of me receiving love that I do, so, like, they're able to see it clearer and whatnot. Um, and I swear I had a point to this. I don't. So that happened and I've been carrying the card around and then, you know, like also talking explicitly to him more and like asking for help more and Um, there have been a couple of times of, like, asking him to protect me from lower frequency beings who are possibly taking my energy without my consent, and, like, noticing that I feel better instantly after that, like, things like that, um, and, like, so many of these occurrences have happened so fast in the last like week or so in the last like two days or so that I've just had so much doubt and like as previously stated on a different episode doubt is an indicator of like noticing that things are different doubt is an indicator that like um, one of the people that I really like learning spiritual and psychic and energetic things from is Emily of the Perceptionist Anonymous podcast or liker of words on TikTok. I love that I'm advertising other people more than me. Oh my gosh. Anyways, Emily, um, she, she said that doubt is like, a uh, indicator of like, psychically picking things up because like you ask a question and and then you have the doubt it's like you're you're perceiving so much more than you were and so uh last night i um i was like encouraged to journal on why i still have a fear of abandonment and like why i feel like i'm easy to discard and that was <laughs> that was a whole roller coaster and a half because i it was pulling up on some some shadows that i was not ready to let go of yet and I ended up basically having a conversation with no, not basically I ended up having a conversation with potentially my higher self, potentially Archangel Michael, not entirely sure which at this point, but like i I can type like eighty five words per minute at like a ninety something accuracy rate, and so I just knew that if I was looking at what I was writing that I was gonna edit it and like stop myself from having the the thoughts and the connection and so I just typed it. And when I tell you that it ended up being nine pages of single spaced full out arguing between me and my higher self. <laughs> like I was Deep in my bullshit. I was deep in it. And like. Crying and laughing. At, at one point. And like. Like at one point. I could see where my higher self was leading me. And I was like. Okay. But take the scenic route. Because I'm not ready to let it go yet. <laughs> and then. Like at another point. It just. It it was a roller coaster. I'm going to leave it at that. But like, I... So I've been having all these amazing experiences and I've also been like doubting myself so much because basically because of like gaslighting myself and because of worrying what other people would say about it. Um, like, I was, I was afraid of sharing the story about why I'm still currently carrying the companion card. That's what we've come to call the you are worth taking care of card. Um, like, I was super excited to share that story with my friend Holly, And also super afraid of sharing that story of, like, hey, I think Archangel Michael told me to carry this card. Like, um... And so I was super afraid of that because of... I just saw 1515. I don't know if that's a thing. But I was super afraid of that because of, like, what will people think? And, like, like, Holly's super spiritual. She... She... Like, she's psychic, and she's spiritual, and she runs a spiritual group. And she had, like, Holly is an amazing person to talk spiritual shit about, like, with. And Holly, if you ever listen to this, I love you too. (laughs) But, like, my brain was so afraid of other people that I've just been sort of shutting down while also feeling, like... Lit on fire these past couple of days because, like, <laughs> okay, so one of the reasons that I have I just am like super doubting myself and gaslighting myself, and I'm aware of it, and I know it's not helpful, and I'm mostly able to stop that, like, redirect that momentum in the moment, but. One of the reasons that I've been struggling, being challenged with it, is that when this voice that I'm calling Archangel, Archangel Michael, when Michael interacts with me because he told me not to call him Archangel- like, hold on, I'll get into that. <sighs> focus, Ollie, focus one of the reasons that i've been having such a difficult time with these amazing signs of like spiritual growth and understanding and connection is because like everything that i know about mediumship or channeling or connecting with guides in a in, like in a two-way communication Way. Oh, I'm not wordsing right now. So, what? Like, I'm uh, wordsing. <laughs> but, like, everything that I know of that is like. Not everything. One of the main things that I know of that is that, like, you know, these beings are at a different frequency than us, and, like, we can't just talk to them normally or at least, you know, like, not at the beginning. And so, in my mind, I'm still a beginner. But when I'm communicating with Michael, like, it's just a conversation. Like, (laughs) specifically, I hear him, like, on my right side, and, like, a little bit not in my head, but like a little bit up and removed from the right side of my body. And so like, but it's, it's ba- like, it it feels like a conversation. Like there's no delay. There's no like, you know, flashes of images. Like that's, that's definitely happened sometimes, especially in longer meditations for me after like 30 to 35 minutes or after 30 to 40 after, like, 30 minutes, it's that tends to happen in, in meditation where I'll, like, hear sounds or I'll see mental pictures and, like, put those together. But when I've been communicating with Michael this last, like, day and a half or so, it's just a conversation. And it's an instantaneous response. Like, I can hear his response like someone is is standing next to me like that sort of instantaneous and so i've been unintentionally gaslighting myself like this can't possibly be michael because it's 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 just like it's just a conversation and i'm still seeing myself as a beginner so it's like everything that everyone else's experiences that i've seen says that i shouldn't be able to do this Like, or that it's maybe not necessarily Michael. Um, But like, I can do this. And the conversations have been loving and helpful and whatnot. And it's like, the thing that made me hit record tonight is that if the conversations have been helpful for me, if the conversations have been loving for me, if these encounters are are helpful and loving and feeling genuine for me, then I don't care. I mean, I care, but like I don't... I finally just got to the point of I don't care what other people say about it because it feels loving. (laughs) And like Michael, I, today when I was making lunch, I asked my, like I specifically directed my thoughts at Archangel Michael. I need water. Also I just saw 2112. I'm gonna write these down. Um So I when I was making lunch, I like very specifically directed my thoughts at Archangel Michael. And he answered like the voice that I'm mostly sure is Archangel. Quit making yourself less confident. Just call him Michael. You know that it... Just stop it. <laughs> okay. The conversation that I had... One of the conversations that I had with Michael today, because he and I talked like three or four times today, was, do you want me to call you Archangel Michael, or can I just call you Michael? Michael. And he was like, well, it is technically true that I am an archangel. I don't want you calling me Archangel Michael. I just want you to call me Michael. Because the way that you're saying Archangel is like you're putting me on a pedestal. Like there's a reason to look down upon you. And that's not, like, basically what he was saying is that, like, I am not inferior, and that, like, if I put him on a pedestal above me, like, that won't be helpful, and so, like, I'm supposed to only call him Michael, but, like, I've been thinking of him as Archangel Michael for a while, so it's a little bit difficult to make that transition, but I'm getting there, but, like, it's just, other than one or two people, I don't know who I can talk to about this. Because even though I feel very, I feel very inexperienced, I also feel like I'm having conversations that are very direct. And there's a part of me that wonders if I'm able to have this direct conversation with Michael Because I have had headmates for so long. Like, it is not, I mean, it's a little bit strange to me, but it is not overly strange to me to, 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 It is not overly strange to me. To hear a voice that is not my inner thoughts, because I have had had it, had, like I have had headmates potentially since the body was like two or three, even if I couldn't talk to them for that whole time, and so like I'm just wondering. There's a part of me that's curious if it like we've sort of to some very d- various degrees have sort of already come to the human conclusion that my headmates are spiritual guides of some sort or are exist for more of a for more of a reason than just the fact that the body and I experienced trauma when we were growing up I haven't actually asked Michael or my spirit team about that yet because I've just been overwhelmed, honestly. But, like, I really understand why they say that going through a spiritual awakening can be really isolating. Because, like, on the one hand, I can have these conversations, and you know, on the other hand, I it just <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Um, basically. It's just been a roller coaster for me, emotionally. And I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm healing and I don't have to take myself so, sp- so seriously. And when I remember those things and when I remember that I don't have to have it all perfect right now, And I'm mostly saying this for myself right now in this moment so that I don't get freaked out so I can still go to sleep. But, like, I don't have to have this all figured out right now. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm healing. My doubt is an indicator of progress. I am not defined by these things. and having these experiences and being aware of them is amazing and being aware of my needs in these moments is and in all moments is amazing and that's also progress And I will always be supported. I am always supported. I have always been supported. One of the things that Michael said to me today was that there's not a time or a place that I could ever go to or exist in that I would not be loved. That was one of the times that I've cried today. But there is not a time or place that I could ever exist in that I would not be loved. In other words, I am always loved. You are always loved. I think that's a good note to stop this because this, yeah it's, there's a lot that still doesn't make sense to me, and I can't make it make sense for you, because I haven't processed it yet, so maybe, (laughs) nope, that's, I don't, I don't need to belittle my experience like that, so I got value for talking for a half an hour about this tonight, hopefully you did too, but if not, That's okay, because this is ultimately for me. So, (laughs) with that, I love myself. I love you. Thank you for listening.